Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Ryan McLaughlin from Don't Call This a Podcast, here to thank you for rocking with the thekidswearcrowns.com and our podcast collective. If you're liking what you hear, do us a favor and check out the website, thekidswearcrowns.com. We've got a plethora of content for you articles, TV and movie reviews, playlists, and a collective of podcasts, which includes Don't Call This a Podcast, Sturdy Show Presents the Barbershop Podcast, Two Dope Smarks, The Committee Podcast, Pretty Petty Politics, and We Bring in Love Back. We've also got a brand new webcast called Politics as Usual, hosted by Ron and AJ. So be sure to go to thekidswearcrowns.com, subscribe if you like what you see, and follow us on Twitter at the KWC blog. Like, after you listen to this, think about how often that your phone is not within arm's reach of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost a panic if you patch your you patch your pockets and your phone's not there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we do, as a society, have a social media problem. I don't care if you think you don't, you do. <laughs> yeah, what's good? It's up for 706 at SP Port 706 on Twitter. This can be podcast. We have our, our usual hosts, uh, Marcus Sniffles and Ochapa. Happy Women's History Month. Uh, yes. Hopefully, it's more productive than Black History Month for us. So, yes. good guy. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> shout out to all the listeners who listen. Shout out to Street Wolf on the production. Uh, this week, we have a couple of interesting topics as usual. Uh, we have LeBron James allegedly ARing Two Chains album while his <clears throat> Los Angeles Lakers are terrible. Uh, we have a couple of topics for this week. This week in racism. We'll, we'll pick one of the two. We're going to go with tokenism or. Uh, Virginia's first lady allegedly giving black kids cotton. The Marcus Music Minute talking about, uh, and this one's pretty cool, whether producers nowadays are more talented to produce back in the early 2000s, and a couple other topics. But the main topic is going to be uh, one that we probably all can relate to, as you're probably listening to this on your smartphone, which is social media addiction. So, where do y'all want to start? Like, actually, how was y'all's week before we start? I'm going to pretend like I care. So. <laughs> Uh, it, was, it was okay. I had a couple birthday parties to attend. It's all good. Turned up. Cute, cute. Um, I worked. I want to say probably the most uh, entertaining part was some of our younger interns that are in. Um, one of them, or actually two of them, they have crushes on these girls and they don't know how to talk to them. So there we were as like a whole little department trying to help them spit game. And I thought that was really cute. Um, I don't know how you were going to help them. Being <laughs> that you were trash. And, I'm uh... girl. So it's like, hey, how do you think, you know, they would respond or whatever. And sliding in the DMs. I'm like, don't be a creeper. You know what I mean? Like I try to help them in, on the female logic side. There's no logic with females. Shout out to uh, yeah. Women's, his, Women's History Month. Women's History Month, so, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so we're going to start out with LeBron James, 2 Chains. So 2 Chains just put out an album, and it was called Rapper Go to the League. I listened to it yesterday. It's, it's pretty good. I mean, it's 2 Chains. You can't really go wrong with any album that 2 Chains puts out. Only issue I have is when 2 Chains puts out music, there's like a pocket of people that are excited about it for a minute. And then it kind of just disappears. Uh, mm-hmm. Like his last little EP, what was it? The, the Play Don't Care Who Make It or something like that? Or that, whatever. Yeah, there was like a little hype about it. It just disappeared like a, a week later. So 
I know a lot of people were, were hype on pre-growth like trap music, but I mean, I, I feel like he doesn't get enough uh, respect or recognition being a Southern rapper, but he's actually a pretty good rapper. And Jay-Z definitely should give him a feature. There's at least one song on there. I felt Jay-Z could have added to, but we'll get to that a little later. But I know Marcus has some thoughts on this as far as like the whole uh, LeBron being involved in this project. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, I'm confused about this topic. Help me out. <laughs> yeah, I, I was more interested in like the whole they're playing up LeBron James being the A and R of this of this record, and hmm. um, some people don't really know what an A and R does, and essentially they're just like you know they're supposed to be like the bridge between the record label and the artist, uh, helping out with production selection, producers, features, stuff like that, like. Hey, is this song good or not? And um, I guess overseeing the recording process. And I know I was talking, I believe I was, I was talking to Tribbles about this maybe like a month or two ago. And I was like, if you're a new artist, is it better to have your song played like on the radio or on LeBron James's Instagram? Because LeBron James Ooh. has a lot, he has a lot of followers on Instagram. And if he plays your song on his Instagram stories, you're going to see the results of that. You're going to get a lot more money. You're going to get a lot more streams, record sales, your, your song will probably go platinum. So I, I understand it from that standpoint. Like it, it to me, this relationship between 2 Chains and, and LeBron, I, I think they have a genuine friendship and respect for each other. But I think LeBron James being the A&R for this album is seems more like a favor or it's like, like a business decision. Like it seems like a business decision for two chains because he knows like, hey, if LeBron is, is Le, if LeBron James is attached to my project, I'm gonna get a lot more eyes on it. And for LeBron, it's a business decision for him because he can get his foot into the music industry because he already has his he already has his foot in business. He has his foot in education. He has his foot in mu uh, movies. Now he's got another title to add to the, to to his list. So. I mean, I, I I like the album, mm. but but like but like you're saying, Two, Two Chains is a really good rapper. He's a a great rapper. So, for you to A and R a Two Chains album is almost like A and Ring like a Rick Ross album. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not a lot of work that goes into that because those are great rappers. They pick good beats on their own. They have mm. relationships out there. I would, what I would prefer to see happen is for LeBron James to A and R and own an unknown rapper's project, or even an R&B singer, or whoever. Like, if you're really gonna get into this A and R thing, like that's actually that's, putting in work. That's yeah. That's like A and R and the Two Chains album. That's 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 a layup. You know what I'm saying? Like, how much work really so, goes into that? Do you think? Okay, fair. So with that, how much work actually went into him being an A and R for Two Chains? If he's already well established, already has his his music scene, he has already has his idea and, and creatively, he could pretty much just work by himself. Just give him the, the things that he needs, and he can make it happen. So with LeBron James coming on board, is then why couldn't he just play the song on his IG? Like why couldn't he just help him promote the song? If that's ultimately what it's really going to boil down to, or do right. you think? Do you think he did more? Like, how do we know what exactly his role was in this in this situation? 
I think the reason why I'm skeptical about how much work LeBron actually put into this project is because Two Chains is an established artist. Like he's not a mm-hmm. bad artist. He's like the albums that he's put out previously are well produced, well written, solid features. Like Two Chains doesn't really need that type of a person to come in. And be like, hey, you need to pick. Like the, there's certain artists out there that need someone who has an ear for music, an ear for production, an ear for other voices. Like, mm-hmm. like self, self-proclaimed legend J. Cole could use a really good A&R because <laughs> he's, just, he's just going with his own sound and his own voice that's becoming redundant and it's been redundant for a while. Someone like Nicki Minaj needs a really good A&R, someone that can tell her like, hey, you don't need multiple pop songs. Maybe one or two was good. Maybe you need to start branching out on your features. Maybe we don't need a Lil Wayne feature. Maybe we don't need another Eminem feature. Maybe we can cut down, make these albums maybe 10 to 11 songs instead of 15 to 16. Like there's out, there's artists out there that need really good A&Rs. And it, when I think about like the list off the top of my head, 2 Chains is not one of them. 2 Chains is a really good rapper. And there's other rappers out there that could use that type of help. But I'm not sure if, and I'm not trying to question like LeBron's, you know, is he a student of the game when it comes to rap? Does he know what he's talking about? Like, I'm, I'm sure he does. Like he's, he's been listening to rap his whole life. So that's, that's something I would like to do. If I could do that, I would do it too. Like I'm not turning down that opportunity, but if, <laughs> I, hey, it's not a thing where I don't want him to, I don't want him to impress me, but if you wanted to impress people by being an A&R music, do it with a rap. That's like A and R in the Jay Z record. Like, what about yeah. Lazo Ball? That's what I heard. Somebody's like, "Yo, don't you A and R Lazo Ball's project?" Yeah, <laughs> uh, no. What about I, all those I rappers? In, all those rappers in Cleveland. Like, <laughs> I listen. I listened to Lazo Ball's record, his album when it first came out. The beat selection was actually not that bad, and the raps were okay for for not even for a basketball player. Like, they were okay raps. Like, Lazo, he he should be straight. He's he's a solid rapper. My thing is this A and R this in what I'm reading in this uh, article, uh, LeBron is the official A and R from the album and official A and R from the album. That's that's the equivalent to me of a uh, an honorary doctorate from a college. Like, yeah, we're saying you're a doctor because you're probably famous or rich or donate a lot of money to us, but bro, you're not. A and R is not. LeBron James is not no A and R. He's not picking no beats. He's not giving two chains no advice how to rap, how to put together verses. You know, hey, maybe, maybe you should speed the beat up here. I mean, I know you had the point where you were saying like, hey, you know, he's going to get a lot of views or listens or impressions from having LeBron James involved in this project. But what does that say about the record label? You know what I'm saying? Like, what what am I paying you guys for if I have to get LeBron James to be an honorary A&R to me to push records? Like, that's embarrassing. Easy, easy marketing. Easy that's free embarrassing. marketing. That's the best way to get people to listen to your stuff. Are you sure well, it was free? Maybe not free. You think it's free? I don't think it's free. Nah, well, I think part of it was uh, I think Two Chains was on LeBron James the pull up or whatever this little show is. So the shop, the shop, yeah, there might have been like a a deal there, like hey, I'll let you come pretend you're the A and R on my record and have pictures in the studio, and uh, then I'll come on your show. Because there was there was mad videos on Twitter of Two Chains looking very annoyed Le- LeBron James being in his presence. Like get this dude, get this dude out of here. What LeBron is doing is like Two Chains. Has him in the studio and Two Chains plays him a record and he's like, "Do you like this?" And LeBron's like, "Yeah, I like it." And Two Chains is like, "Cool." And Two Chains plays him another song. Yeah, do you like this song? Yeah, I like it. Next song, like he, he like, 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 no. 
I, I mean, LeBron's not gonna be like, well, you could, you need to turn the drums down or something like that, or you need to get. That's what I was hearing was happening. It's not gonna be that. Yeah. All right, I mean, shout out LeBron James, man. Like, shout out to Two Chains, but I'm not gonna lie. Hearing LeBron James being involved didn't make me run to the project. I ran to it because it was a Two Chains project. So, exactly. I didn't hear about this till after the fact. So, yeah. I, no, I saw the videos. I didn't really know the context, but. I was like, okay, anything, this hearing, is funny, but hearing him associated with the project makes me kind of like a little skeptical. Like, okay, right? I mean, it's it's a solid project, but you know, I, for me, for the most part, I just like all the things that LeBron James is doing uh, off the court. Like, I knew that this oh, was, yeah. this was what it was going to be when he left Cleveland. Like, this is why he left Cleveland so he could do a lot more of these things. Like, he did. He built a school in, a school in Cleveland, which is a big deal. He did a lot of things in Miami while he was there. But when you're in Los Angeles, it's a way bigger deal. You have way more access to things that you didn't have before. And for me, I don't look at this and say, like, oh, he's not focused on basketball because LeBron James is LeBron James. He is focused on basketball. But there are other things that you can do. You have, like, basketball is I think that's so smart. job. Like How, many athletes, get out? Out? How mm. many athletes get out, get injured or whatever, and then they're, like, stuck? And they're just kind of like, fuck me. What do I do now? You hear that all the time. Crazy. Yeah. You got to be diverse. And he seems to be that kind of a person where he's just, he's interested in a lot of things. And people probably come to him with a lot of ideas because, like I said, if LeBron plays your stuff on Instagram, it's going to go platinum. People are going to check it out off the strength of that. The LeBron James similar spec is. So to wrap this up, I have have a couple of questions. One, I wonder if two change challenge LeBron James to a game of one on one. And two, <laughs> um, second thing is, uh, you know what the Lakers' record is right now? Oh, they're below five hundred. Thirty and thirty three. They lost to a team. They lost to the Phoenix Suns, who have thirteen, Eesh, that was bad. 13 wins. That was so, a bad loss. Shout That's to King James. Loss. The, the thing I wrap it up with for real for real this time is uh he he's yeah I've said this on the podcast I think before he got there maybe when he first got there like this is a, a play to get involved in Hollywood they clearly announced Space Jam Space Jam two which I will not see is coming out I think twenty twenty one or twenty yeah twenty twenty one yeah like this dude this man does not care I mean I'm not I'm not gonna say he doesn't care about basketball but there's different levels to to his level to his uh I guess to his commitment to the game like. Uh, nah, I wouldn't say that. Uh, have you read? I just finished reading a book. Uh, you read the book Relentless? No. Go go read that book Relentless by uh, Tim S. Grover. It's pretty much a book about uh, like the trainer for Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, or whatever. And he like breaks down players in like different tiers and categories. And LeBron James, like the highest the highest level, is a cleaner, which is like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan types. And LeBron James more like a, uh, I think a closer, which he's not the go-to guy, but like if he makes a, a, a last-minute three here and there, he's looked at as clutch and stuff like that. But like, there's no such thing as clutch. Like, you're either good or you're not. So, and, and I get that that type of uh, level of commitment to the game does afford you friends and opportunities outside of basketball. But yeah, he's, I think he, I think at this point he's satisfied with his career. To be honest with you. 
Like, as far as his championships, anybody would be satisfied with the career of LeBron. Like, I get it. You can't break another record and take an L to like the Phoenix Suns. Like, nobody cares, man. Like, oh, you lead, you moved up the rankings and well, doubles. For, and first off, first off, Lakers fans need to calm down because they ain't been relevant since 2012. So let's slow down, Lakers fans. Like, shout out to KJ myself. I'm, I'm like, just saying, ooh. you know, nah, you ain't a Lakers fan, you're a LeBron fan. Like, no, nah, I'm LeBron, a LeBron, LeBron is after listening to that or reading, listening to that book, uh, I, I think it's more about Kobe, man. Just like I might, be, I don't know. I'm confused. Like Kobe's an animal. <laughs> Kobe's a different type of monster, man. Like I get the people that hate on LeBron now. Like I, I think those people that like covered up his mural. I, I think I give them props now. Like get, get LeBron out of here until you All prove right. something. Until you yeah. prove something, you don't deserve no murals. You're not going to get no statues. Like, like I said, 2012 Lakers ain't done shit since then, and Kobe Bryant was a part of those teams back then. Mm-hmm. 2012. That's a long time to be irrelevant as Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I mean, we can talk about Kobe if you want to, but I mean, like people, people always talk about this mama mentality, like, but no one ever wants to bring up him blowing a three-one lead in the playoffs. All the times he missed the playoffs, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, there's a lot of things that Kobe did that weren't great, or that. Hey, garbage, let's go, Knicks! Yes, let's go, Knicks! The, the Knicks, are, the Knicks are doing it right. The Knicks are doing it right. <laughs> Yes, bitch. <laughs> but I, I will say either LeBron is going to make the playoffs or the Lakers are going to miss the playoffs. That's how that works. I guess, man. I just <laughs> – LeBron is wild. Anyway, it's not a basketball podcast, but we'll move to the next topic. Uh, uh, I'm sure LeBron James has definitely experienced some racism. So, you know, we're a very racist podcast according to some. But this week in racism is going to either – I think I'm going to go with the Michael Cohen story. So uh, if you guys that keep up with politics, uh, one of uh, Shady 45's former personal lawyers is going to prison for lying to Congress about Shady 45. Like, you know, makes too much sense that somebody that is called Shady 45 would have somebody who works with him going to prison. Probably what the third person I think has been associated with Shady 45 that's going to jail. So uh, y'all do with that what you will. Um, you know, I, you know, if you like them, that's your, your prerogative. But I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. But anywho, there was a a little bit of a, a dust up in the in the hearing this week because there was a a spat, a back and forth where one of the women that was being uh, interviewed uh, described or asked questions to Michael Cohen about, you know, do you think Shady Forty Five is racist? Because out of his mouth, he said that, you know, countries that are ran by black people are shitholes, right? So she's just verifying what he said because Michael Cohen's like, hey, this guy's racist. He's a con man. <clears throat> Again, these are all stuff that we already know. But uh, another one of the Republicans tried to shoot 45 some bail. So he's like, yo, 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 chill. 45 can't be racist, right? This young black lady who's standing right behind me, not saying anything, shout out to Women's History Month. She works for him, <laughs> so he can't be racist. Like, her family's from Alabama. She would never work for racists. That prompted the other young lady who was interviewing Michael Cohen to tell the, uh, the committee chairman that the act of him bringing a black woman to validate all black people that Shady 45 isn't a racist is an act an act of racism itself which the gentleman 
got pretty upset. Like he was at the point of tears because he thought he was called racist. Now, I'm not saying he is or is not a racist, but he's definitely wearing a racist hat, racist shirt, and probably has racist tendencies. He went as far to say that because he has family members that are people of color, that validates him as not being a racist. Oh, my God. That is definitely the I'm probably a racist dead giveaway where I have to go to, oh, I have a black friend. Oh, I I, 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 I ate dinner with a black guy last week. My black mixed kids are, are black. My nieces and nephew are black. Like, come on, dude. Like, that's telling on yourself one-on-one. White, white folks listening to this, if anybody asks you how many black friends you have, you can give them a number. That's a bad sign. <laughs> You're telling on yourself. <laughs> You're definitely telling on yourself. You guys stop and think and count. Um, here's oh, here's I what I would say. <laughs> I have three. That's not enough. Um, here's what I would say, because I feel like I don't know if they know how to answer that question or or how to how to the whole oh my my best friend is black and you know we have mixed babies in my family and blah 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 that's all they did but how would how would somebody prove they're not racist when somebody's clearly calling you out for being racist like what would you suggest his response be my response is not try to trot out a black woman to validate oh for sure for somebody sure, not being racist no. for the entire country so you don't have him, to. You don't have to. Not do doing that. Take that away. Take that away. Take that away. Like, how would you try to prove that you're not racist? It's by your actions. How you how you live your life. You know, every day having integrity. Like, it historically and even more in these times, Republicans have a problem with racism. Like, it's documented. It's documented in their policies and how they act and carry themselves. Like, it, it is what it is. It's right there in plain sight. So that's already a red flag. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to lie. When I'm around white people, I, no matter how cool they are, I'm always in the back of my head, like, I can never get too comfortable with these people because you don't know. You never hmm. know. You don't know if it's them or it's their family member, their wife, their cousin, their sister, their brother. Like, yeah, we cool in, in this type of situation. But if, if somebody was to say something or act a certain way, how would you react? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you talk about me when you go home? You know what I'm saying? So that you just you just have to be above reproach. Just like the, the same way that black people have to prove we're not criminals every day. Y'all need to prove that y'all are racist. Y'all need to do mm-hmm. something. I don't know. I don't know if we need to create a secret handshake or a club or meetings, but <laughs> that's that's on that's on them to figure out. That's not my problem. I got enough issues to go around. You know what I'm saying? As a black male in America. So that, that ain't on me. But yeah, and you don't and you don't want to be one of the uh, the quote unquote good ones. Yes, you know what I'm saying because there's mm. there's a there's an old movie. I'm going to show my age. A movie called Do the Right Thing that you should watch <laughs> by uh, by Oscar winner Spike Lee. There was a scene in that movie where they have uh, the 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 pizza shop is in a predominantly black neighborhood. But on the walls, it's nothing but Italian Americans, and you know some of the black people are like, well, how come you don't have any black people on the wall, blah, stuff like that. And he's all like, you know, you know, who's your favorite comedian? In the pizza, the guy that works at the pizza shops, like Eddie Murphy. Who's your favorite, you know, rock star, Prince? Who's your favorite singer, Michael Jackson? Stuff like he like all his favorite. Who's your favorite athlete, Michael Jordan? Like all his favorite people are black, but they don't have 
they don't represent black people in their store, even though black people frequent that store. And his reasoning was, is that people like Eddie Murphy, people like Prince, people like Michael Jordan, they're the good black people. They're black wow. people that should, they're good black, they're black people that should be respected because they're, they've reached a level of, of notoriety or wealth or status that, hey, well, you got here, so that means you're good enough for me, a regular guy from the Bronx that owns a pizza shop, that I can respect you now. Cause you're like, like imagine that. Imagine a guy, mm-hmm. a, a guy that has his own, you know, pizza shop, you know, a regular businessman. It takes someone to be on the level of Michael Jordan for him to respect that guy as a black person. And I mean, that's racist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this whole, this whole like, oh, well, I, I date black people. How can I be racist? Slave owners uh, have black children. So do with that what you will. I don't, I don't, don't tell me, oh, I got my girlfriend's black. I, I can't be racist. Yes, you can. You told me can. You know, we're trying I'll to get out of in front of you as a meat shield. We're, speaking of meat shield, we're trying to we're trying to make, we're trying to make reparations one black video at a time. <laughs> 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 KJ, don't go to that site. Sorry, Lex. But no, I mean, like even with you, L. So okay, you're you're a, an Afro Latino woman. Like, have you ever been tokenized? Like, have you ever been the the Mexican friend or oh, you're they're all you're all Mexican pretty much like ever been like the there Mexican it is friend there it is right there or yeah the Spanish friend or like, like oh yeah I got a friend she's she's Mexican was like no I am the, the remember Mexican Puerto remember, Mexican. I, remember I know. our old supervisor yes I you do remember you remember our old supervisor yes I we do had, we had a super it, it's the same thing so she is predominantly Caucasian you know the blonde hair and everything live your life girl nothing wrong with how you are and who you are um very suspect you know some of the things that she would say and some of the things that how she would act and who she supported and whatever fine so be it but she would always to prove like she's not racist oh well i'm part mexican oh well i'm part mexican because her grandfather was part mexican or something like that and it got to the point where i was just so fed up when she said it one day and i was like yeah when it's convenient like, bitch, you know, like, and I, I think she got really offended. I think that's when she really started to not like me. It could come from me, <laughs> I think. But that's really what it was. When it's convenient, oh, well, you know, I'm I'm part Mexican. That doesn't, but that doesn't mean that you're not out here acting a certain type of way to a certain type of group um, on your regular day-to-day basis. So, okay, so even though you can acknowledge that, your ancestors are part Mexican or, or were Mexican. You don't you don't claim that culture. You don't promote that culture. You don't celebrate that culture. Well, I'm sure she does every Cinco de Mayo, just like all the other uh, everybody ca- else who wants you here. to build the wall. Like I yeah. just don't I, don't. I don't. So things like that. It's like I can't. I can't get with that because you don't. You don't celebrate the culture. Only when it's convenient, you claim it just to prove that you're not racist. Just to prove that you're not prejudiced. Okay, girl, live your life. But I'm gonna call you out with it. So Marcus, any examples of being the token black guy? Um I guess it's being at work. <laughs> 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 this isn't this is really this isn't really like 
what you're looking for. But this did happen to me when I was at, I, I used to work at the mall. And like when you're walking down the mall, there's an opening and you can see, pretty much see who's in there, whatever, as you're walking by. And I was kind of standing in the in the back of the of the store that I worked at. And I saw this guy walking past, this black guy. And he looks in the store and he sees me and he's got these CDs in his hand. And I'm like, oh shit, he's trying to sell something. So I just go into the back room. So there's like three of my coworkers at the front. And so apparently he asked those guys to come get me from the back. And I didn't know, I didn't know he did that. And so when they came back, they're like, hey, there's a guy who wants to talk to you. So I thought it was a customer. And so I go up there and it's him. And he's like, hey, bro, you like hip hop? I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> like he didn't ask anybody else at the front of the store that he only asked. He singled me out because I was the only black person there. He was like, hey, bro, you like real hip hop? Because I got something for you. I'm like. Bro, Bars. Feeling and you went to the back of the room like, nah, I don't want no parts with that. I was like, nah, bro, let me get up out of here. So I mean, it, but it's it's like the typical stuff, you know. You, you yeah. know, speaking proper, talking white or whatever, and just being the only uh, like black person in your school. So it's like, oh well, you have to speak for the entire race. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So like. When people are when people are wilding out a world star, you gotta explain. You gotta stand up for them. You gotta be the reasoning for like, hey, can you explain this to me? Why? Why do y'all act like this? It's like, whoa, wait, hey, now, this come shit on, is now. So yeah. come on now, it ain't it ain't a y'all thing. Like mm-hmm. when it's when it's when it's black people, it's like you have to explain it for everybody. But when it's white people, it's just that one individual person, or even yeah. people of color, it's well, why do y- why do y'all Mexicans, you know? only stand out in front of Home Depot looking for jobs. It's like, nah, it's not, it's not what that is. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. y'all are stereotyping. Completely. I think also, um, I don't know if you guys get it as much, but I, then there's also the race piece that I'll get. And then I also get the gender piece. So like where I am right now, predominantly male, male in, you know, in the senior ranks, um, you know, in the company or whatnot. And then there's us and I'm just, my female coworker, I was talking to her. I was like, man, there's really not that many of us, huh? You know, I know it's a big place and you see people coming in and out, but I mean, there's really not that many females. And she's like, no, there's not. Uh, so when you look at the higher levels of, you know, who's really in charge or who's running it, there ain't a female in sight. Ain't a female in sight. So there's that piece also that it's like, okay, um, that you're very well mindful of because you're like, okay, so I'm trying to get to that level, trying to break, break these barriers. But then at the same time, in your day-to-day practices, it's like, all right, well, let me not act like a little bitch right now because because <laughs> I'm a girl and they're going to think, you know what I mean? Like there's that, that complex where it's like, okay, I have to not be tough, but be mindful of my actions to not fit any type of female stereotypes. Yeah, so definitely if you're listening, let us know if you've ever been tokenized at work or anywhere, because I feel it happens a lot more than we think. Like, unfortunately, it happened at a very high level and kind of went over people's heads a little bit. They just thought it was kind of a an interesting gesture. Now, I want to give this guy credit, um, Republican Mark Meadows, the, the guy that got very upset about possibly being called a racist. Um, back in 2012, he was one of the... Uh, the Obama, President Obama birthers, pretty much some of the people are saying Obama was born in the uh, United States. And this is a direct quote. You can YouTube the video. He says, 
2012 is the time we're going to send Mr. Obama home to Kenya or wherever it is. But you're not, but you're not racist because you have uh, mixed nieces and nephews. So, I mean, it, it can't be both, man. Like, there, there's too many receipts, bro. Like, that was definitely a racist ass statement, bro. Or wherever. Or wherever. Or wherever. Compton, or wherever. Oakland, Atlanta. Exactly. <laughs> Get your black ass out of here. Like, yeah, it's it, the shit is out of control, bro. So, uh, don't don't be tokenized, man. Like. I don't know. I mean, like, I know Marcus was saying about as far as this situation. I guess for me, <clears throat> the unfortunately, I, I think tokenization for black people could be like the equivalent of black privilege to an extent. Because like if you're if you're a black person, you work around a lot of women, mm. right? The bar is set so low for you to be great. Like <laughs> Hey, this this guy Stop comes it. in on time, you know. He speaks pretty well. You know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't get in trouble. Like the bar is so low for you to be like, oh wow, look at this guy. He's a shining star. I was like, nah, I'm literally just look doing him. my job. I'm doing look my at, job. Like, look I'm at our old special. supervisor. Our old supervisor talking to me about oh how she didn't know how to talk to him. Are you fucking like she wouldn't say nothing to him, even Allegedly. when he was doing things wrong? Okay. Well, wait a second. Stop I had to, it. What, what, what are we? Stop what are we it. doing here? Wait. Even when you were doing the, the views of El Chapa, the views of El Chapa do not represent the views of South Korea. Shots fired. All these are allegations. Exactly what you're saying to him. I'm going exactly what you're alluding to is what exactly what she did. There were different standards that was placed on all of us, and your standards, my friend, were pretty low to Damn. the point where she didn't necessarily. Wow. She, she wouldn't come to you. She wouldn't wow. come to you. Wow, the truth, the truth Damn. comes out. Not because, not because we gonna talk you, later. You we gonna talk it. later. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. <laughs> I'm hurt. I'm not because you didn't need it. I'm just my saying. My chest. She would never check you. She would never correct oh, you. Man. She wouldn't do anything because like I that. Because I was always right. That's why. That's why. Friend. But any, anywho. You were right, but you could have been better. Uh, the, uh, the standards that I had placed, I mean, uh, then let's get into it. Then there's a female to female complex. When there's a female in leadership. Happy and then you have months. Yes. And then you have a female subordinate. So now, because I'm a female, you understand the game that it is with the gender war and everything like that. You're going to place the standards of me, of me double, 10 times higher than you would of my male counterparts. And then if I don't reach your, your inflated expectations, then I'm wrong and I'm penalized to a degree that you would not penalize my male counterparts. That's exactly what she did. And the... The Man, big, I hope big she one before that. This, so we're both going to jail. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, <sighs> what has happened? It's happened to me plenty of times when I've had female superiors. Then there were the few that were, like, legit and were real about it, and they didn't, they weren't part of this whole gender war. Am I selling lies, friend? Am I telling lies? Hey, man. These are all, uh, these are all you uh, parodies. Bitch. This is a parody account. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the views of El Chapa do not represent South Korea 706. Uh, I'm just out here trying to live my best life. If she so. wanted to put us in jail, should have done it bo already. Bo bo bottom line, guys, uh, don't don't be a token. Let us know your token stories. Um, I don't know if it's possible to be tokenized as a white person. Well, actually, yes, it is. If you're white, also let us know your token stories. So, sh shout out to y'all.
So I saw this floating around the timeline a couple of times. I was very confused because that's how Twitter is sometimes in social media. You'll see something one time, you'll see it two times. It'll be a viral conversation. But uh, there was a, a discussion about uh, music producers. So this will be the uh, Marcus Music Minute. But pretty much the, the story or the, uh, the topic was over music producers, right? So somebody was asking a question about whether music producers now are more talented than the producers in the 2000s or pre-2000s. And, and Marcus had pretty much the exact same answer I had, but I'll let him explain as I look up albums from the 2000s and my answer still stands, so. Yeah, well, I saw uh, a tweet from XXL. It was saying, or they were quoting someone else's tweet that said, unpopular opinion modern producers are way more talented than older producers from the past generations i responded and double xl retweeted what comment do y'all agree or disagree and i put yes and no newer producers have better technology and equipment to create unique sounds but if you force a producer today to create some classic shit with the antiquated technology from the early 80s not many would make it because they don't have fruity loops. So essentially, if you're one of these run-of-the-mill SoundCloud producers, if you take away your computer, you take away whatever software that you use, and you go back to, and I, I didn't know there was another time time limit like the 2000 to 2011 to, to now. I, the only tweet I saw was just, it didn't have a date on it. But if you take that person back to like the early 80s and 90s when hip hop was first starting out and you just have a turntable, you got to, you know, cut the samples yourself, like, or whatever it is, how, however they were producing music back then using like a keyboard and you don't have all these, you know, uh, drum patterns and all these other things, like, could you still create something that could be deemed a classic and for me, I think that a lot of those SoundCloud type producers wouldn't be able to last back then. It was probably a lot harder to really create timeless music back then. Like I'm watching this like hip hop evolution thing on Netflix and they were talking about, you know, how uh, a tribe called Quest started up and created the low end theory and they're doing that type of music that creative sounds with really old technology. So imagine a Tribe Called Quest in 2019 with the technology that we have now, with the computer systems, the software, uh, being able to have more access to, to uh, better ways to create music and different sounds and wavelengths or whatever it is that you're trying to do. Like they were limited in what they could do because of technology technology the, the way technology was they can only go so far but even with those limitations they were still able to create their own original sound and something that will last a lifetime take metro Boomin and put him in the, put him in the 80s is he still that guy because i don't think so he's probably a drug dealer in the 80s so what what i will say <laughs> What I will say is I am a, uh, I'm a, I'm a producer on hiatus. I haven't touched my keyboard. I'm looking at it right now in months. But there there is a, a point to that because, like, 
a lot of the, the production now is digital versus like uh, analog where you have keyboards or drum machines or drum pads. Like literally a lot of these guys can just go on a computer, click a couple loops, drive them together and make a quote unquote hit record that sounds like every other record on the radio. And, and it's funny this came up because I was running through uh shout out to Michael Pratt. I don't know back in a couple months ago or a year ago. So he, he tweeted about, uh, you know, admitting artists you've never listened to this discography and i was thinking about hey i'm gonna go try some different rappers so i was going through method man's discography i can't talk today and i was really thinking like dang these beats are actually kind of tight like it the beats were of a sort that made you really have to rap if that makes sense like people were actually rapping back then not saying like outside of the top tier these guys aren't rapping but like a lot of these guys are really just jumping on records with the same sound of beats just saying all kinds of nonsense like i mean it is what it is it's, it's facts we can look it up but i mean and the beat over over it it makes it so where what you're rapping about doesn't really matter that much yeah, it, it really like if that if the beat goes and that shit mm-hmm. slaps and it sounds good in your headphones and in the it's car it's gonna get played in the club takashi 69 becomes a number one album selling rapper you know what i'm saying like <laughs> that it doesn't guy. matter you know what i'm saying like if sure. your shit goes Okay, well, even on a high, on a higher level, and this is not even a hot take. This is facts. Like sicko mode, like give me one memorable man sicko mode. Half of it, most people don't even understand. I took half of Zan thirteen hours to like lay that me out like a light. Hey, so what I'm saying, like, like what is what is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. But that beat. That's um, what I'm saying. Like. Yeah, I think I mean, there's the still a few. The... There's still a few people out there. I'm gonna go ahead and do a shameless plug for my cousin Truly Dove, uh, where he does produce his own music, and he and they're there in their little studio. They have the keyboard. They have these things that I'm not gonna try to act like I know what it's called. Please but don't. just just making the beats and it's all colorful and the do 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 do. they they're probably using a uh, machine. That's that's I, I have one Look, in my closet right they now. They use. They use dust. They use stuff from the past. Is all I'm gonna say. They're not out there with their with their MacBook and just you know dragging well, and dropping and anything so, like that. There's nothing wrong with that. Either. Yeah, yeah. So that that but, does take that does to, take to a skill. That, it does. It does. But to get to the argument of who's better, it's exactly like Marcus says. If you were to take a producer from now, many of these young cats, and have them try to use the machinery from back then. It's gonna be a struggle, and I think it would be the same. Maybe newer. I think if you were to just split it and reverse nah, it, maybe. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think it'll be as like, bad, but I don't think. Well, don't because know. like back in the day, like uh, like you actually you had to pretty much be like a essentially like an engineer when it came to putting stuff together to have it, have it work seamlessly. Like like hey, I got this. Uh, I got the got this sequence on my keyboard that I want to put on the computer. Okay, now I have to learn every function of this keyboard, right? Now I need to learn every function of Pro Tools or whatever I'm using. Now I need to learn every function of my MPC. You know what I'm saying? Like you actually had to be a student of the game. Like you had to know where these chords connected, how to how to how to burn the CD, how to input it here, how to get everything to line up. Where now, Valid. like I have, I got I got Apple Logic on my computer right now. I could. I could easily make a track right now that sounds probably exactly like something on the radio. I mean, probably not exactly, but it's, it, it really takes it. it really I takes no effort. It. it really takes it, it takes minimal effort. Like I mean, mm-hmm. the, the the track uh, 
if you listen to the podcast, uh, the way it's sequenced, you have the the first clip, and then there's music in between it, and the podcast starts. Like I made that, like in on the computer. You know what I'm saying? It's not super complex, but nah, yeah, make a track, and then Marcus, Marcus, you could do, you could rap, and then I could do. Oh, I got a mic. Ones. I got a mic right here. I could, I could, I could. Oh my I gosh, could, you guys are I could probably fans. put out. Yo, I could probably put out a song that sounds halfway decent and lie and say it was somebody else. But go ahead, it's just lit. Like that shit is trash. Like, but you got the little pumps and little zans and people that do that. Like it, it's a microphone little, little. And a, in a computer. That's really all it is. There's really no skills. You know what I'm saying? But that's 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 where the greats do. Like they they come in here and there for rappers they think are worth the effort and the time. A lot of these mm-hmm. cats are worth a Kanye West beat or Just Blaze beat or, or whoever you want to name. It's one of the top tier producers. Like I don't know what the line of demarcation for the 2000s are, but. Like I'm looking at 2,000 rap albums. Uh, you got uh, the Blueprint, College Dropout, Stankonia, Get Richard Die Trying, the Black Album, Late Registration, Supreme Clientele, the Documentary, Carter Three, Food and Liquor, Hell Hath No Fury, uh, <clears throat> the Carter Two, Graduation. Like I don't think it's not even. I don't think Purple Haze. There's there these albums that are coming out now. I, let's say 2007. Like American Gangster came out 2007. From 2007 back, like, if you pick a time period now from, I guess, the modern sound, like uh, Lex Luger or Zaytoven or those guys, like, I know Lex Luger was the, I believe, the first big Fruit Loops producer. If you if you set that as a line of demarcation, I don't think those albums are really standing up to those albums back then, if that makes sense. I'm sure there's some here and there, but the overall quality is not the same. Like, a lot of these albums are going to be forgettable, to be honest. And, and those are, those are, Committee podcast podcast facts. So, not our album. I can't wait for our album to drop. It's gonna be so dope. Bars, bars, bars. <laughs> if you haven't listened to Supreme Clientele, that is that is that is a failure in life. It is an excellent album, but yeah, definitely let us know if you think that the rappers. Let us know what your favorite era is. I mean. It's, it's, you don't look like the old guy saying, oh, the old music was better, but I mean, if it is, it is what it is. Like, There's not too many newer albums that I'm sitting here running back to back. Like, I can't do it. My brain can't handle it. So. But anywho, you let us know. Let us know. Tell us we're washed. Whatever. Put us on some new game. Put us on some new rappers, man. Like, Oh, please. I'm always looking for something new. So I know KJ is pretty good with that, but uh, I, I still haven't I still haven't gone back, which I might try this week and attempt oh. to listen to uh E40's catalog. I'm, I heard him on uh, I can't. He was on Two Chains album, right? No, no. I, I think he is. Yeah, he's on Two Dollar Bill. Yeah, so that 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 reminded me to go back and check out E40's catalog. Um, do y'all know who Roddy Rich is? Nope. No, my Hibachi guy put well. He's trying to put me on. He was saying that he was like the next big up and coming. That he is. Um, all this <laughs> stuff. I mean, I went to Google and then I went to South ah. and instantly sixty eight point two k followers. Oh man! So I'm like, all right. Oh man. We'll see. My Hibachi guy. Shout out to the Hibachi guy. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but I'm, you know, we're, oh, we're going to be, we're going to be saved today. You know, sadly, like the we are saved. Don't meet at people. Born again, you know, again. <laughs> Flicking at me. <laughs> no. I got some steak and some shrimp. <laughs> anyway. 
movie god, movie god. So real quick before we get to the the big topic, I guess uh, we've already spent a lot of time. God dang, spent a lot of time on these other topics. Matter of fact, we're gonna skip the other topic and jump into the big the big meat potatoes. So social media addiction. So. Uh, like I said, most people are listening to this right now. It's a sort of smartphone. Uh, it, it's it's pretty tough, man. It's pretty tough to not have your phone be an extension of yourself. Uh, Marcus sent me an article about NBA players, uh, specifically about uh, JJ Redick, deleted all of the social media to include a secret account only his family knew about, just to see how it was, man, because it, it is a bit scary. Like, just like after you listen to this, think about how often that your phone is not within arm's reach of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like it's almost a panic if you patch your you patch your pockets and your phone's not there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we do as a society have a social media problem. I don't care if you think you don't, you do. Uh, my phone tells me every night around nine o'clock that I have looked at Twitter too long. So I am locked out. And what do I do? I just ignore the lockout and get right back on Twitter. I don't even care if you tell me I've been on Twitter too long. I'm still about to get these tweets off. But I, I have been recently, since I read the article, been testing it out, especially at work. Like, it, it's hard to be focused at, on work if you're, like, on Twitter all the time, scrolling and trying to see what's happening and trying to put tweets together and things like that. So I, I've definitely noticed that my head has been a little bit clearer and uh, I think it allows you to be more creative in a sense. But the other part of this is that I hear other like established podcasts or actors or whatever, you know, talk about this a lot. But the thing is, when you're when you're on the come up, this is a essentially a podcast that is on Twitter. So if you're not on Twitter, how are you supposed to grow and interact with people? You Easy marketing. It's a it's a double edged sword like. Hey, you don't want to be addicted to your phone, but at the same time, you need to be on your phone to, to get these new listeners, followers, engagements, and whatnot. So I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the balance of that is and how to navigate those waters. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. So I write for BSO. Shout out to Mr. Littell. Uh, I will plug a quick story I did later, but like this dude is on his phone. I don't I don't even know if this is I don't even know if it's really him, the amount of time he's on the <laughs> phone. Like you can literally be like, yo, I got a story. This dude responds like immediately. Doesn't matter the day, time, day or night. On Twitter, all day, all night. Like, I don't know how he does it and does not go crazy. But again, that's his job. He built his brand. He built his company by being active on social media. But like, and I don't think he takes a break unless he has like a slave or a robot working for him. But uh, like he's constantly on social media like i don't i don't know how it doesn't affect him mentally you know what i'm saying like well it's definitely a job like social media could very well be a job um especially when you're you're using it for the purpose of promotion and marketing and and things of that nature and like you said interacting with your consumers so it can definitely be a job and because you want to be able to have promotion you want to do marketing you want to be able to interact with your people get that instant feedback in order to tailor your product to be better. Yeah, you have to be on a lot. I struggle with that because I'm not that big into it. I used to be. I used to be heavy, not so much Twitter. Twitter is still fairly new for me. But I used to be heavy into my Instagrams and my Facebooks and everything. And 
once you kind of go t- cold turkey, then you kind of realize I don't need to go back on social media. Then, so that's a whole that's a whole nother level. So when you're doing it for the purpose of work, a lot more comes with that responsibility. I've learned, at least. I definitely agree with that. I mean, but how do you stay informed if not for social media? Well, this is especially for millennials because we're not we're not reading the newspaper. I don't know if any of us are waking up and cutting out and cutting on the news. You know what I'm saying? We're not busting open our our laptops and going to whatever news outlets. We're going on Twitter to see what's being talked about, what's happening, who is talking about what, Mm -hmm. what's like a, a lot of, there's a lot of stories that we find out on Twitter before it gets to TV. So we know about this stuff. Like in th- this random, like the Jesse Smollett stuff, or excuse me, mm-hmm. the Justin Smollett stuff. Ooh, he doesn't get Jesse no more. His name is Justin. <laughs> uh, I didn't, I didn't hear about that. I heard about that on Twitter before it hit the the TV, Facts. before it hit major uh, news outlets, and it, it, it is a fine line. Like I, I've try, I, I'm trying to cut back on it because I know it's not like healthy for like my eyes and and mentally I, I actually finished a book it's called uh 10 arguments for deleting your social media accounts right now and there were some valid points to that and i understood what the person was trying to say and i under i understand you know there is a value to not always being on social media because depending on how you view things depending on what you like those are the people that you follow. So if you already like something and you're following things that you already like, they're just going to reinforce the things you already like. So you're just wandering around in your own little bubble of all the things that you like. So if you're a, you know, a big, uh, like hardcore conservative, you're a big time Christian or whatever religion that you, you practice or you're, you know, or, or whatever, like you're just going to get the information that reinforces those beliefs instead of getting the entire picture. You're just getting what mm-hmm. you want to see. Like for me, my Twitter feed is all the music that I want to see, all the music I want to hear, all the movies that I want to hear talked about, all the TV shows that I watch. And the occasional, um, yeah, you occasionally, know, busting it open. And yeah, shit. you know, occasionally, <laughs> like, occasionally yeah, everywhere. A, a stray will come through and I'm like, oh, well, I wasn't expecting that. But you know, every now and again it happens. But for the most part, it's just basically <laughs> things that I want to see, things that I'm interested in. And, and I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, like we, we've been talking for maybe about an hour. So you're, you're listening to this on your phone. How many times while we've been talking, have you checked social media? How many times have you checked Twitter real quick? Checked an email, responded to a text message. I'm on yeah. my phone right now. <laughs> like I've, I've done it too. Like I'm on I've the been podcast texting. talking. Yeah. I'm on my phone at the same time. And, and it, what I'm, what, what I do now to kind of help to kind of keep me from looking at Twitter as often is I turned off the like notifications, the, the red uh, number notifications, I turned that off. So it's just like, there's not that number like, Hey, Hey, you need to check me. Hey, you need to check me. But uh, when I go on vacation, I delete Twitter and I delete Instagram. So I can just be in vacation mode so I can enjoy 
being off, not working, yeah. not having to deal with anything. Because that's the whole point, just to get away, relax, refresh, recharge. And I can't do that if I'm constantly looking at Twitter, seeing what's going on, trying to keep up with everything. Like sometimes you need to just get back to, it, it's, it's going to be hard for for some people that are listening to this to, to believe. But there was a time where if you called somebody and they didn't answer the phone, it was like, done. all right, I'll leave a message. Hopefully they'll call me back. Hopefully I'm at the house. Like there was a time where you could not reach somebody and it was okay. Like there was now, a time where they maybe didn't even have an answering machine at their yeah. house. Yeah, yeah, like now if you text somebody, you're like, all right, they didn't respond to my text in a timely manner. Let me call them. They didn't answer my call. Let me email them. They didn't respond to my email. Let me Facebook them. Let me tweet them. Are they on Instagram? There's so many ways to get in touch with people. Back then, Oh, like, yeah. If you don't respond then, to my party. text, but I see that you was on Insta, that's a fight. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I think there is some value of being able to just disconnect and just be out and enjoying life and living life and not having to worry about always being connected. Because when you're connected, whatever you're connected to is taking something out of you, essentially. So sometimes you got to bring yourself back. So there's that piece, and I think when it comes to social media, like there's a whole bunch of layers, and I think it depends on which platform it is that you're discussing. So I find, so right now I feel like what we both just described was more so tailored to Twitter, right? And I think a lot of times when it comes to Twitter, it's about breaking the news first or having the first original thought where you're going to get all these retweets and things like that. Um, not necessarily anything about yourself, not anything like as with, Instagram to where what you post memes okay sure you you kind of want memes for likes for memes but that's all um that's all yourself you're posting pictures you're posting your selfies you're posting your vacation you're you're gloating and bragging essentially about where you are or I mean yeah you're also just sharing what's happening in your day-to-day or whatever wherever you are in your life right now you want to share with people that you know but even with that with the whole social media craze that's turned into something innocent or as I didn't say that, I want you guys to see, you know, here I am graduating or here is my cousin graduating or whatever to um, now let me make sure I get as many likes. And it's not the same. There's like there's a whole different psych- psychology behind that platform of social media. And that's where you get a lot of insecurities, ultimately. So a point I want to put to that is I, I was going to be an asshole on Twitter the other day, but I'm like, you know what? I don't want these problems. So somebody posted a picture <laughs> like a little boy. That's new. I guess surviving cancer or something like that. You know, kudos to the kid. No slander to the kid. Well, we'll but, ring the bell. But the lady's comment was, uh, "Yeah, all these. He's about to. He's about to get all these. Re, uh, all these retweets. He's about to get. He deserves them." And I was gonna be like, okay, "What does so, retweets do so, for no, his no, cancer?" No, 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 no. Not even what they do for his cancer, but what is his at? Because I don't see his Twitter at. I see your Twitter at. Mm. He ain't mm. getting none of these retweets. He's like getting Facts. the gratification. You're using this kid's cancer to get retweets. Yes. Like, come on, man. Like, is this what we're doing now? Like, that's so man, dirty. Stealing tweets. Like, I'll go on the timeline. Brush is hilarious. Like, you'll see somebody tweet something, then I'll see the same tweet like 10 minutes later for somebody else with more. Yeah, followers. ever see people argue like, about who, who did the original tweet? I mean, there's, the there's timestamps, though. <laughs> there's, there's receipts, though. And it's, oh, it's yeah. sad that people feel like I'm going to go on Twitter. To look for somebody else's tweet to steal it to, to post it as myself. Like what kind of what kind of psychopath are you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But 
I mean, for all the but slander, they need that validation. They need that attention. Exactly they, need that, they need that validation, <sighs> and that's what's scary when it comes to social media because I don't think that was the intent. Uh, but that's ultimately, ultimately where where it's at. Yeah, and and I I, I do feel like uh, social media is a big role in a lot of uh, the like the new wave i'm not saying not to be disrespectful but the seemingly new wave of people being depressed and having anxiety and kids killing themselves because oh you know somebody called me fat or i got on my twitter and people were bullying me and now i'm gonna go you know what i'm saying yeah, like, yeah. I, I feel like that it is introduces a, I, another platform for cyber bullying absolutely people are addicted we're addicted to social media we're addicted to our yeah. smartphones it's that's that's just another another uh issue that comes up with that like you know you know our parents are like well back in my day we just toughened up well back in your day you didn't grow up with cell phones you didn't grow up with twitter you didn't that you don't they don't have they don't see the, the quote-unquote value in social media because they didn't grow up with it we did yeah so we we see some sort of value and validation in it when we get when we post a, a picture of our kids or our breakfast and it gets a bunch of lights there's validation for us in that if it is it superficial, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. It's super completely. Does it mean anything? No, Shit. But <laughs> you've been, when you've been on the internet since you were 12, like that's really all you know, and it's it's hard to unravel that because this is what it is now. And there's like for, for us as millennials, there's no going backwards for us, we're not gonna go back to typewriters, we're not gonna go back to reading the newspaper. This is the bare minimum, like social media, smartphones. This is what it is. And for for me, like, I know he's canceled right now, but Kanye West, a, a couple months ago, he had a tweet where he was just like, you know, at the at, as soon as you wake up, take, you know, whatever amount of time to yourself so, you, so you're not bombarded with whatever else is going on out in the world. Like, take, take however much time you have. Take 30 minutes, take an hour, an hour and a half to just be in your own thoughts because if you wake up and the first thing you do is open up twitter while you're still in bed you're you're, you're gone mm-hmm. like how, how are you able to uh build your own opinion on things if you're just being fed things you're fed other people's opinions you're fed other articles you know like wake up clear your head get your mind right get focused and then try to go throughout your day without having to go on social media. And I'm not saying this to be like preachy and you need to get off the phone because I struggle with it too. But it's once you acknowledge that it's something you need to work on, it's it, it becomes a little bit easier to do. And, and the uh, the ironic thing about the book that I that I mentioned is that if I wasn't on social media, I wouldn't have found that book. Like I saw that book. I saw, that book. I saw the book on Twitter. Someone talked about it on Twitter. I was like, "Okay, I'm interested. I'll read that." And, and then after I finished reading it, it, too. Yeah, it's like after I finished reading it, I want to tell people about it, so I put it on Instagram. It's like, am I yeah. really like, did, am I helping or hurting? Like, what am I like? Am I do I or do I just text everybody that I know? Hey, I read this yeah. really good book. You should get off. You know, and it's not saying that you have to get on social media. It's just saying like don't be on it as much but it's like what you say once you're at least once you're aware of it um of all of your usage and and the the reasoning behind it 
I think that's part of uh, the solution. I don't go on social media to validate myself, validate my pictures or share things like that. If I go on my social media, I'm just scrolling through really just to be entertained, see what's happening or whatever. And I could easily just close it. But that's because I already acknowledged from before, like, okay, I was one of those people. First thing, wake up, Instagram. First thing. And then I got to the point where I realized, I'm like, man, this is so stupid. Like, this was just stupid. And I didn't feel as though I was, um, I don't know, it wasn't good for my chakras. I wasn't in a place where I was healing or growing or anything like that. And so once I started to, to recognize and so I can go days without going on Twitter, days without going on Instagram. You know, I got people like, oh, you ghosted me. No, I just don't fucking, if you got my number, that's another pet peeve of mine. If you got my number, do not DM me. Do not be upset if I don't respond to your DM because then you you have another means to actually contact me. Do it that way if it's that important. I'm not going to social media to talk to people or say something that's important. No, that's not what I'm going to do. That's done. Yeah, like even with the like I'm looking at my phone right now, it'll tell you like what you're spending your time on. So and again, I said earlier, like recently I've been trying to get off it a lot more. So I just check now and I'm down 34 percent from last week. So I've actually improved. But let's let's look at today. Today, it says I was on Twitter. I don't, is this really true? Wow. Oh shoot! <laughs> you sure you want to read it? <laughs> um, oh, friends, it says it says my daily average on Twitter is an hour and twenty two minutes. That's now, not think bad. well. I mean, that's not bad, but like, how many books can you read using an hour and twenty two minutes? Like, uh, what other productive things can I do? But again, it's the double edged sword because I, I know we're sitting here bashing and technology and and social media. But like Marcus said, there's positives to it. Like some people do. I think Facebook is more used to validate uh, your thoughts because, again, you're literally talking to people, you know, and that know you. So they're going mm-hmm. to give you, I guess, the responses you're looking for outside of the occasional asshole. that will try to rage a war. Uh, I've, I'm this close to leading Facebook. I, I'm about to. But there's a couple things I get off of there first. But, uh, yeah, technology is not a bad thing. It's just I think we you can look at technology or social media as like sugar. Like sugar is not bad for you unless you use it or consume it all the time. Right. So yeah. I mean, if you have a cookie here and there, you're good to go. But if you're eating cookies every day, you're, you're going to get diabetes or something like that. So, but again, it's, it's the, it's the West world. Okay. We're, we're, we're trying to market and grow. Like how else do you do that and not be on social media? Cause most of the, the time intent. I'm on here is usually probably retweeting the podcast or looking for people to talk to or whatever, but I mean, but I do get in the scroll mode. And, and when you think about it, it's like, what am I looking at? Like, there's really, I'm really not oh, catching anything You ever catch yourself there. just scrolling, just scrolling, That's through, why I got through, rid of going Inst- through the motion? I don't know how people have Instagram, like, because I had it before and nah, man, I just be flipping through pictures and ugh. That's all it is. Just going it's, down one rabbit hole to another rabbit hole. Oh, and... you would like this. Yes, I would. <laughs> let me click on this one. Damn right, I will. Let me let me click on this link, but yeah. It's it's a it's just something you have to be aware of. Uh, I think what we should do for a week, or you know, I challenge y'all that are listening to this. If you do have an iPhone, and you're not a broke boy. Post your uh, post your screen time. Like let's let's see how many hours you spend on a specific app, or like where your time on your phone is allocated to. Because again, 
a smartphone has pluses. Like, again, you got your GPS. I can read my anime out here. Um, I get my news stories. But that's not social media. That's different. That's just a smartphone. But the, but the thing is, your social media is tied to your smartphone. So it's like it's right there. Like, I'm looking at my phone right now, and it's right there. Instra actually, I have Instagram on my uh, the home bar, I guess, the bottom bar. Like, I got oh. my phone, Instagram, text messages. I don't messages, know how to do that. The, it, this down there, like down here. Oh yeah, no, I don't do that. Yeah, it's it's like right there. My thumb is right there every time I cut my phone on. Right, now. maybe right. I should. I'm gonna move that. I'm gonna move that so I won't have that at a temptation where every time I open my phone, Instagram is right, literally under my thumb. So, but yeah, just you guys listen. Take a conscious effort to use your your screen time, your social media time wisely. Again, if you're gonna be on there, you know. Interact with some people that have different views from you. Learn something. Learn about a new country. Learn about a new artist or something like that. Because again, it's it's there for you. Just don't scroll around and argue about stupid shit. Like, yeah. Even if they have with everybody, just block them. Don't, yeah. Like, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to get there because there's times where I'm just like, I want to argue with everyone. But at some point, it's just like, you know what? I said what I said. Get out of here. You know, like I, that's my opinion. Like. Unless it's something like, you know, problematic or something like that, then you got to deal with that. But at, at some point, people are just out there looking for fights and you just got to recognize that and just move on from it because it's really not worth it. Yeah. And, and again, a lot of the cool people we interact with, I've met on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it has its pluses. But again, you just can't you cannot over overuse it's your social balance. Media. You got to find a balance. Yeah. So I'm definitely working on trying to not be on twitter as much like i feel like if you direct like if you at me and like you're asking me something cool i don't i don't feel like that's a problem because you might have a general question or concern but just me just no notification like let me check twitter every five seconds i'm even trying to get to the point where i just leave my phone like like i don't take my phone everywhere i go like if i'm going from one room to the next just leave my phone if i'm watching watching uh tv uh just set my phone to the side like, I know uh, I, I tricked my wife into watching anime with me, and she doesn't like <laughs> it. So this would be the uh, unnamed anime section. So you can watch anime one of two ways. You watch subtitle or dub. So subtitle, of course, is in Japanese. You have to read the subs. And dub is in English. So one show we're watching, uh, Black Clover, uh, the one app we use, all the episodes in English ran out. So there's another app that has more episodes, but they're in Japanese, so you have to read. <laughs> So she doesn't care for those. So we were watching, well, she kind of watched the show and watched right now, Hunter, 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 Hunter X, Hunter, Hunter Times, Hunter, whatever you call it. Uh, but she's kind of watching, not watching it. And there was a point where she's watching it, but she was looking at her phone and something happened. She's like, oh, I missed it. What happened? I'm like, you gotta, you can't look at your phone. Like it forces you to, to read the whole show. Like you literally cannot do anything mm. else if, you're watching it, if it's subtitled, because if you're looking at your phone, you're going to miss a big part of the story or something like that. Right. So right. I kind of like it, even though I, even though I like the Japanese voice is better, I do like it that it makes you focus on one thing. Like I can't be, you know, if you're watching, let's say, Love of Hip Hop, you can hear it. You can hear what's going on. You can look at your phone, texting, going on Instagram. If you know you're watching the anime subtitled, I'm. You have to be locked in. And I think you absorb the story and enjoy it better because you are focused on every detailed aspect of the show. Um, so that's a really good point. That happened. That happened with music also. Like we used to just listen to music on iPods or CD players, 
Mm-hmm. Like, on your iPhone, and instead of enjoying the music, being lost in the moment or whatever, you're listening to music and on your phone, checking, tweeting, tweeting about it as soon as the texting, song, yeah. texting, mm-hmm. tweeting that it's trash or it's classic. Like, and that's a, it's, you know, sometimes I wish we could go like backwards a little bit technology wise, but this is where we're at. We got to deal with what we got. So. Mm-mm. You can't you, you can't let it control you though, and that's the thing, and it's a thing that everybody's got to work on. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> shout out to Hunter X Hunter, Hunter Times Hunter, or Hunter Hunter for having. Uh, and I sent this video to Mark. I don't so like that the, title. What the fuck, Hunter Hunter? Yo, it's confused. <laughs> so I, I was on, I was in, and this is and this is another cool part of anime Twitter. So the show is the title is Hunter, and there's an X, and then it says Hunter. Even when they do the episode titles, it'll say beginning or n x beginning or v x blah x whatever but i was on the twitter sphere and they was like yo the title is hunter hunter not hunter and somebody put x hunter and then thread people were like oh it's hunter times hunter, hunter, <laughs> hunter. i was like damn i've been calling hunter times hunter the whole time but anyway <laughs> shout out for that show i sent marcus the clip i sent the el chapa if you DM me, I'll send you this clip. But this is this probably has the wildest scene in anime I've ever seen in my life. And I debated stop watching the show after this scene. Marcus knows what I'm talking about. I'm a to El. Matter of fact, let me get El Chapa's live reaction. Here we go. Hold on. And if you watch the show, you know what I'm talking about. It's episode 35. Yeah. It's pretty foul. I was very, <laughs> very disgusted by what I saw. I was like, what is going on here? Why is it, this happening? It, it, without context, it's even it's, it's without context is bad. With context, even it's, even, it's even worse. But it's a great show, though. It's so good. Like it's not what I expected. But all right, I'm sending it to you right now. Hold on. Oh shit. Can I, get a, can I get a hot take off real quick while you're doing sure, that? Go, go ahead. Do it, friend. Um, my my kids are at the age where we're going back. We're watching like old, like movies, Disney movies or cartoons, and whatnot. Um, oh, there's Lion there's King? something. No, not Lion King. I'm gonna oh. come back for him. I'm gonna come back for him. Another time. <laughs> but, uh, freaking Cinderella, man! Like they get her her sisters, her stepsisters, and stepmom get a bad rap because Cinderella's job is to keep the house clean and they got fucking rats in that house. So maybe they were right to get on Cinderella. She's not good at her job. You're, all you have to do is clean up. Maybe you the house rats. is old. Maybe they need to give her what she needs in order to make the Bro, house good. You got rats Look how in old the that house. house is. You got, if, I, if your job is to Look clean the, the house. There was a no, there was a no mouse traps. No, no. Get these rodents out of my house. Yeah, you're, you're Look, not going to get, I'm not going to treat you great. How, what you want me to treat you great for cleaning the house, but we got rats? Get out of here, Cinderella. Do your job. Stop complaining. Jesus Christ. Here. Fucking trash. Not, shout out to them for not having slaves, though. I could appreciate that. You know, could have been yeah, worse. That's, that's a plus. They could have had slaves, so shout to Cinderella. <laughs> uh, I know Elle hasn't wanted out, so we'll let her do that after she watches this video and gives us her opinion, and uh, we'll wrap it up. To, to clean the house, like oh, matter you at cleaning the house if you have multiple rodents and the rodents are the, they're they're so long that they learn English dressed rodents. <laughs> so while she's looking at that, the BSO story of the week is uh, R. Kelly getting out of jail and the 
first thing he decided he needed was uh, McDonald's. So, <laughs> and I, and I tweeted out, "Good, you know, he didn't order off the kids' menu, so that's God plus. damn." <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you were to get released from prison, <laughs> let me know what the first place you want to go to. I'd probably say like the Waffle House or something like that. So you can kind of get your your salty sweets in at the same time. Pretty good service, good prices, but that that just never appealed to me. The why you want to go to, to McDonald's after you were in jail? So yeah. Hell, did you Let's talk about this clip. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this clip. He was turned on. You see his face. Get- did you see his yeah, face? Like, like he just done himself, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he did. So did he saw But I don't get is like all the extra, you know, letters and sweet. The, the, the way that they put the letters <laughs> in the background with whatever it said and the positioning of that itself, like they were definitely implying something. I mean, he was. But that was supposed to was... be his opponent. Man. Look. It's I a mean, great, it's a great show outside of that one scene. But to be fair, to be fair, he did get aroused. He he like gets aroused when he fights, I guess, because he was about to fight an adult and he had the same reaction. See, so, that's weird. He's just some Why sort of. Why is he getting aroused? Why are they including? I don't know. I don't know. Being aroused in the I don't, show. I don't, I don't, that's I don't know. weird. I'm, the the dude the dude that writes this show he's 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 a different he's different. A perv. Like, well, in, in the last... probably getting every time he gets aroused, he includes that in the thing. He probably gets aroused when he writes it. Yeah, so right. definitely check out Hunter Hunter and let me know how you. It's a great show. This it's it's way better than you Hawker show. That's all I'm gonna say. But you know, I'm not ready to put that tweet out because I don't want the slander. But we need to have a conversation. As soon as I finish, put this it show, out there. We're gonna have a conversation now. You Hawker show is mid. It's not that good, but it is what it is. So I know L, you want to wind it out, and then we can. Go on and get on out of here. So yes, yes, let's close this out. All right. So um about a week, two weeks ago, um, I tried port, like the like the real deal port. And um wait, what? That port port wine from oh. oh and okay. um I'm gonna be honest, I'm not a huge fan, but I think everybody should still try it. Um it's really strong. So that bottle will sit at a whopping twenty percent. So it's kind of like, kind of like a dessert wine, you know, as far as how strong it is. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily classify and put them together. Um, so the one that I have was Fonseca Porto. It's a ruby port. And it was really good. Shout out to my friend, Matthew, uh, for putting me on. And what was really cute was like, you have to have them in these little glasses. It almost looks like a, like it's bigger than a shot. Like little mini wine glasses. They're super adorable. That particular wine, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I'm still going to give it a shout out anyway because it was my first time trying a true port, not a port blend. Um, very sweet. And um, so if you like sweet, I would recommend that one. Um, it doesn't take a whole lot for you to get and then little buzz but um anyway here's my wine and it's something that you guys brought to my attention earlier today so our girl Kamala Harris out there saying that she's considering or she will legalize prostitution which we've talked about on this podcast it's lit see and you know there was a lot of um 
suggestions even before she was said this we should just legalize it because i'll do this i'll do that and blah 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 there's a whole big discussion we even have some of our followers on twitter who agreed with it now she mentions it on twitter i'm looking at this story and i go to the comment section because that's where i find the most entertainment so to speak and all you see are people just slandering her oh of course she will because that's how she got to where she's at Oh, of course, she's going back to her roots. She knows she's going back to what she knows. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bruh, I was like, and it took me a second. I'm like, was she? They're obviously saying that she, was a, she was a prostitute. But really what they're insinuating, the more you read it, the more you see, you know, I mean, if you don't like her, you don't like her. But don't, don't go out there claiming that the only reason why a female, let alone, you know, a minority, made it to where they're at is because they slept their way to their top. I'm so fucking tired of that argument. It's so old. It's so distasteful. It's so belittling. And I'm just fucking over it. If you're going to claim things like that, where's the proof? Show us proof. Like, you can't just go out there slandering somebody's character just because you don't agree with what she's saying or promoting. That's perfectly fine. And that's valid. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there who don't support that idea. I don't even know if I fully support that idea. But she breaks down her reasonings why as far as legalizing it and how you could actually provide proper health care and benefits and things like that. Well, okay, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think there's a lot, there's a much bigger discussion that could be had about that topic as well. But for people to just automatically, oh, it's because she slept her way to the top and she was a prostitute and this and that and third, like it was so disgusting and I'm just fucking over it. Stop going after it. And there was even other women in there. Stop doing that. Why are we tiring each other down? If you don't like what she has to say politically, then have a political argument. Like, if you're going to go that far and you're going to go after somebody like that, be fucking educated. Say something that makes sense. Don't just make up things because of what? Because of what? And if it's true, prove it. Prove it. But until then, shut the fuck up. Don't go around talking about, oh, she was a prostitute, she was this and that, she slept her way to the top. That's fucking old. That's old. I don't want to hear it. So I'll say this. There's two things. Um, a, a lot of men, if it was like easy to do, they would sleep their way to the top. Like if that was a thing where, yeah, if that were a thing, like if women were in a position of power like that, that men were in, guys would definitely, definitely blow backs out to the top. Second part of that is, <laughs> is that you. there's people that are slandering her for allegedly sleeping her way to the top, but they're not going to point the fingers at the the men in position of powers that accepted that or allowed that to happen or mm -hmm. encouraged that type of environment. So, you know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where you point a finger and three more are pointing back at you. So, I mean, it's like you say, if that's the case, if that was really true, she didn't sleep with her fucking self and got her way to the top. So what about the other people involved? If that were true. And again, where's the proof? Like, that's just so, it's so old. I'm fucking annoyed by that fucking argument. Like, it's so whack. So whack. I'm done. I would definitely do it. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> all, all the way. All that. I mean, look at old boy Firefest. He was ready to take one for the team. Yeah. Yep. Like, let's think about it. Hey, bring that, bring that it, NDA. And that is factual. That's facts that he said himself. That's not anybody <laughs> trying to slander his character. He said it himself. Yes. 
Well, there we go. Uh, happy uh, Women's History Month. So uh, <laughs> definitely check us out on uh, Apple, SoundCloud, Anchor. <laughs> definitely if you listen on SoundCloud, drop a comment, join the conversation, hit us up on, yes. hit us up on Twitter, even though we're going to attempt to not be there. If you at me, I will respond <laughs> in, a, in a timely manner. But again, we appreciate the listeners. Shout out to everybody who rocks with us. Appreciate the support as always. Um, yeah. That's all we got. Marcus, got any shout outs? Mufasa is trash. Um, Marcus Sniffles is trash. Mufasa will get exposed sooner or later. I'm not ready for this. Stop it coming might, after my childhood, man. It might, it might be next week. Things. Hey, sometimes it's, it's, it's time to start looking back on things and like rehashing and saying like, you know what? Maybe this shit wasn't that great. Maybe yeah, this shit like was trash. Space Jam is trash. <clears throat> like, we're not. It is garbage. Like nostalgia. <sighs> nostalgia makes a lot of things a lot better than they really are. Like Space, space, space Jam, Jam is, is the, the Michael Jackson of sports movies. We loved it as a kid. We loved it as a kid. But as you get older, it's, as it's as finding as okay. as what Leaving Neverland is on right now too. As you slander Michael Jackson, <laughs> the be- and the best part about Space Jam is the cancel part. It's the part we can't talk about. R. Kelly, I believe I can fly. That's the best oh, part. No. <laughs> the soundtrack is better than the movie. It, it's facts. So, but uh, yeah, appreciate y'all listening to this mini podcast. We out. Peace. <laughs>